wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. And you don't know what you're doing with your own time, then it'd be easy for somebody else to just grab your time and put you on their agenda and basically use you to accomplish their agenda. Stayallday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. What can you get? DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up the day after day to do the work, confidence, put yourself out there boldly and authentically in the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative that is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, we're going to go over some tips for time mastery, not time management, time mastery we're going to talk about here today. So before we get into this, as usual, let me give you a couple housekeeping notes, which are, first of all, every day I send out a daily motivation text for free to everyone who is in my texting community. If you want to be in my texting community, which means you will receive that daily motivation text. Here's all you got to do. Text me at my number. Write this number down. Put it in your phone right now. It is 305-384-6894. Send a text to that number right now. Every day when I send out my text to my texting community, since you will now be a part of it, you will be receiving that daily motivation text. And you can respond to any one of those texts that I send out. You'll be texting me directly. I do not outsource my texting. So that number again, 305-384-6894. Nine four. Now, the topic here today, time mastery tips. Again, I want to make sure I'm noting that this is not time management because time is not something to be managed because it doesn't change. So there's nothing to manage about it. There's 24 hours in a day. What are you managing? There's nothing to manage. You want to master it. You want to master your use of time because the amount that you have ain't changing no matter what you do. So first of all, my 25 hours time control course which I will soon be making into a manual. So there'll be a physical version of it as well as the course version of it, but the course already exists. Do you want to take that course? All you got to do is join my Bulletproof Mastermind at workonyourgameuniversity.com. You will get access to not only 25 hours, but my other 17 plus courses. I think it's, it's at least 18 courses in there. It might be more than that. You get access to all of them immediately and perpetuity, or as long as you're a member, let's just say, 
As long as you're a member of workonyourgameuniversity.com, you get access to the 25 hours course, but I'm going to be making a manual out of that course in due time. So we already got 30 days of discipline in there. Bulletproof mindset is in there. ASAP confidence is a course. People skills is a course. I got the books for both of those actually right here behind me. So here's the ASAP confidence course manual. You can see the people skills manual. You can see you cannot buy either one of these books. As a matter of fact, as of now, those books are only available with certain offers and they will be offered as bonuses and specials. You cannot purchase those. Actually, you can get them on Amazon, but we put the price at like a number that you probably wouldn't want to pay for them. You get a better deal if you just get them as bonuses when we offer them. But 25 hours is coming as well. But I'm going to give you some examples in today's episode of tools and strategies that you can utilize to start mastering your time in today's masterclass. So let's get right into that mastering time so we don't use up any more of ours without me giving you this game. Point number one, topic once again is time mastery tips. Number one thing you got to do. I've talked about this over and over again. I talked about it two days ago. I'm talking about it today. I'm going to talk about it again in the future. Be ready. Scheduling. Number one thing you can do to master time, your use of time rather, is scheduling. What does that mean? Everybody here familiar with a calendar? Is anyone unfamiliar with a calendar? Everybody here familiar with a concept like a daily planner or a concept of just simply planning out what you're going to do? Is anyone unfamiliar with these concepts? All right, everybody's familiar with them. Scheduling is the simplest, easiest, and most quickly accessible process that you can utilize to start mastering your 24 hours per day. Since everybody's familiar with it, everybody's familiar with the concept of an alarm clock. Everybody knows what it is, right? And how they work and what they're supposed to do. All right. Everybody understands time in general, like watches and clocks. And everybody here has a phone. There's a clock on your phone. Everybody gets that, right? So of course, everybody gets all of this stuff. So here's the question. How much of your normal day do you have scheduled and regimented? I just asked you this question two days ago. So since I asked you two days ago and you were embarrassed because you did not have a good answer to this question, you were laughing in spite of yourself. Here we are 48 hours later. Have you fixed the problem? Now, let me tell you something as a side note. If I asked you this question two days ago and you kind of laughed to yourself because you realized that you were not scheduling your days. And after my logical, rational explanation of why you need to schedule your days that you agreed with, you realized that you needed to schedule your day. And now here we are two episodes later and I'm bringing up again. Do you have your day scheduled? And your answer still is you don't have your day scheduled. Okay, you don't have a scheduling problem. You have an implementation problem. You have a discipline problem. That's the thing that you're actually not doing. Oh, hold on, the front desk is calling me. My building got delivery coming in. Hello? Hello. Yeah, you got hey, delivery? I'm calling. Yeah. Yeah, send him up, please. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Thanks. All right, so we're going to leave that in there. This is the simplest, easiest, most quickly accessible way for you to start mastering your time is start using a calendar. Use a schedule. Everybody's familiar with watches and clocks, and we all know we get 24 hours in a day, right? Even though time is a social construct, a lot of things are social constructs, like wearing clothes is a social construct. Saying hello when you answer the phone is a social construct. So anybody who tries to tell you that something's a social construct as if that means they shouldn't follow it, or bullshit. That doesn't even make any sense. I'll probably do a whole episode on that. That's coming soon. But anyway, how much of your day is scheduled and regimented? All right, you have an implementation slash discipline issue. If we talked about this two days ago, you didn't have one. Now it's two days later, you still don't have one. All right, that's exactly your problem right there. And if you do have your day scheduled, all right. Let's be honest. Many of you don't. How much are you adhering to your schedule if you do have a schedule? Now, those of you who have your day scheduled out, are you actually following your own schedule? You scheduled out your day. You said it from 10 to 1030, you're going to do this. Then at 1031, you're going to start doing this thing. Then at two o'clock, you're doing this. 
Are you actually following your own schedule? Let's see how disciplined we're actually being here. And here's the thing that I'm going to point out to you. When you have a parent telling you to do something, depending on how strict your parents were, how much you respected them, a boss at work, if you've been in the military, if you played a sport and you had a coach and they said, get this thing done by this time and get it done this way, most of the time we would adhere to that. Why? We would adhere to it not because the instructions were so perfect, not because that person was so amazing. And not because you were so super disciplined then and you're not disciplined now. None of those were the reasons. The reason why you adhere to it is because of your level of respect for the person who was telling you to do it. Now, let's look at this situation that you're in today where you don't have a parent or a boss or a supervisor telling you to do something, but you can choose to do it on your own accord and you are not adhering to your own schedule. That means simply by deductive reasoning, You don't have the same respect for yourself that you had for your parents, your bosses, your coaches and your supervisors. Or if you were in the military, your military instructors, why do you respect them more than you respect yourself? And I'm pausing there because I want that question to sink in. I want you to really think about that. Why are you not adhering to your own schedule? When I was in college, the basketball coach said, be on the court, dressed and ready to practice 15 minutes before practice starts. So practice at four o'clock, be on the court at 345. And one day everybody wasn't on time. He made us run the whole practice and nobody was ever late again. Nobody was late before that. Nobody was late after that. And here's the thing. After the season was over, everybody on the basketball team, the coaches weren't around. We would come to the gym. We would play no pickup basketball with whoever, anybody from campus wanted to come play against the basketball team and people on the basketball team. We'd all come to the gym. We'd play basketball. We would all decide that we're going to come to the court at, let's say, five o'clock or six o'clock, whatever time, we're all going to play pickup basketball. Why, after the season ended, could nobody, not nobody, let's just say a good amount, 80% of the basketball team didn't show up or didn't show up on time. But during the season, when the coach said, be here 15 minutes before practice starts, everybody was on time. But as soon as the season ended, all of a sudden, everybody lost their watches. Everybody forgot what it meant to be on time. Everybody forgot what it meant to be early. No, none of those things happened. What happened is those people They had a certain level of respect for what the coach told them to do. But when it was time for them to do it on their own accord, they couldn't show up on time or they wouldn't show up at all. And this is one of the reasons why, as a side note, in college, me and a few of my teammates who were serious about playing basketball, serious meaning we had ambitions that went further than just the campus we were playing ball on. We would drive over to other campuses and play basketball with those players or even players in the local area that we went to school at. I went to school in Altoona, Pennsylvania. We would go play ball with other people in the neighborhoods and the towns around us simply because they were the more serious player. They were more serious than the guys actually on the basketball team. Why? Because we had bigger ambitions. So we could show up at six o'clock because we actually wanted to play basketball with these other guys. They kind of played because it was convenient. But the point for you is, why can't you show yourself the same respect that you showed to that person of authority? Do you not see yourself as a person of authority to yourself? Fact of the matter is, since you have complete freedom to make your own schedule, at least those of you who do, you're just not doing it. You just show up and do things randomly, hoping that things work out. The problem with this is most of the time things don't work out. So how about we try something different? So start scheduling your days, then follow your schedule. Treat your schedule with the same respect that you treat the schedule that your boss, your supervisor, your coach, your teacher, your parent gave you. Point number two, today's topic once again is some time control, time mastery tips. Number two, Start batching your tasks. What is batching means? It means puts everything into a batch, put everything in one basket, put everything in one group and take care of it all at once. If you have to do a lot of a particular thing, do it all at the same time instead of doing a few at a time every day or a few at a time here and there over the course of a day. 
for example, with a show like this one, people you know, sometimes ask me when they find out the show comes out every day, they say, Dre, do you just sit down and you record a new episode every single day? No, it's not the way I do it. Now, I could sit down and record every day, but I don't record a episode every day or in episode to keep that grammatically correct. No. If I sit down and record three days in a row, for example, I'm not going to record one episode, one episode, one episode. I'm going to record multiple. I never sit down and record just one episode. Never, ever. The only time I ever recorded just one episode, I can remember this. It was either 2020 or 2019. I don't remember which year. I think it was 2020 that year was the year that Kobe Bryant passed away. I think that was 2020. And I recorded an episode that day. I was not planning on recording that day. But when Kobe passed away, I recorded an episode that was dedicated to Kobe Bryant. And if you did not hear that episode, I'll tell you where you can find it. That was episode number 1354.5. That's the only 0.5 episode I have. 1354.5, Kobe Bryant, Carpe Diem. So if you did not hear that episode, that video is on YouTube and it's also at workonyourgamepodcast.com. Again, that's 1354.5. It's the only time I ever recorded just one episode. Every other episode of this show was recorded in some group of a batch. Do them all at the same time. So when I do this show, I'll record several episodes of the show every single time that I turn on the microphone. Why? Because I know that I need a bunch of episodes. I know that every year I got to record at least 365 episodes of the show. Every week, seven episodes are coming out. Every month, 30-ish episodes are coming out. I never record just one. At the least, I'll record two. At the most, there have been times I've recorded 10 episodes in one day. And when this show first started, my episodes were a little bit shorter. When I first started, I might record 15 episodes in one day. The whole point of this is the concept of batching, all right, taking care of multiple tasks at the same time to save time. So even with things like writing, those of you who get emails from me, you see that I send a lot of emails. I do a lot of writing at once. I will batch my writing. So I might sit down and knock out four or five, six articles all at the same time. The exception with articles is that sometimes I might only write one, depending on the length of the article. I might only write one article in a day, but a lot of times I'll sit down and knock out several of them at the same time. Another way of batching, aside from doing a bunch of the same things at the same time, another way is taking care of multiple tasks at the same place or the same time, like physical place or time, if you're going to be doing those things anyway. So for example, let's say I need to go to the post office. I need to drop some stuff at the post office, but I also got some food that I want to pick up. I'll order food from somewhere that is along the way between where I'm at and the post office. So I can take care of my package drop off and my food pickup all in one trip. So I don't have to make two different trips to do two different things. I'm doing two things, but I'm basically trying to kill two birds with one stone so I can save time. So I don't have to make two separate trips and make two separate jobs out of this situation. So that saves me time. Again, two tasks taken care of in one venture. You start looking for ways to batch your task in life this way so that you are taking care of multiple things all at the same time that saves you time so that you can be more efficient on the things that matter the most to you. And those things might be some of the things that matter the most to you. So where you have, whether they are similar tasks or disparate tasks, you want to find ways to batch them together, whether doing a bunch of the same things or different things, but knocking them out in the same process. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is some time mastery tips. Number three, delegate and delete. This is one of the most important things you can do for mastering your time. It is not a way of you doing more stuff. And this is a concept I talk about all the time is that for you to move forward in life and advance in life, it's not always about you working harder and doing more work and putting in more time and waking up earlier and going to bed later. 
and just adding on, adding on, adding on until though that last straw breaks the camel's back. You don't want to keep adding on. There's only so much you can add on in life. All right. There's only so much you can just work harder and harder and harder. At some point, you got to get smarter. And one way that you get smarter in life is to use the 80-20 principle and figure out what are the 20% inputs that are producing the 80% outputs. And then either delegating tasks that you don't need to do so that something or someone else can do them in your stead or deleting a task that is not really producing the kind of return investment that you want to produce. Therefore, you don't need to be doing it at all. There are certain things that you simply don't need to be doing yourself that you could easily hand off to others that would save you a ton of time, effort, energy, and free your time to do more important things that you absolutely need to be doing. And especially because they're producing part of that 80% ROI. So for example, back in 2013, I stopped cooking my own meals. I have not made my own meals. And as a matter of fact, I didn't make my own meals before that. But remember in 2013, I had moved into a new place. I was actually overseas. I was in Europe in 2013, came back and I first went to the grocery store and I bought a bunch of groceries of food that I was going to cook. The problem in the grocery store, I knew it was a problem immediately because I went to the grocery store. I didn't know what to buy. I'm like, all right, well, what am I going to eat? <laughs> I said, all right, I bought some like some sauces that I could cook up. I bought some greens and I didn't know what else to buy. I didn't know what, what side dishes to buy. I needed to check if I had the pots and pans because I was subleasing an apartment from somebody. Do I even have pots and pans in there? And I remember I made the first meal and I was like, all right, the first day I remember making that food. I said, this is not going to work. This is not going to be sustainable. I need to figure out a better way. Luckily, at this time, it was around the time that I had started to know about and it was starting to become popular that we had meal delivery services. And I've tried probably like six or seven different meal delivery services down here in South Florida, but I've been with the same one a company called Health Rush since 2015. But at that time, this is 2013, like I said. So I found one and I used them for a while and I went to a different one, different one, different one, finally settled on the one that I'm with. Now, the whole point being, I knew that I shouldn't be the one making my meals. First of all, it took too much time. Again, we're talking about time mastery here. Secondly, I did not have the skill set to do this. So I needed to delegate it to someone, even if it if somebody else is going to make meals, it didn't need to be me. Third, I didn't even know what to get. I didn't even know what meals I wanted. Like if somebody just said to me, all right, Dre, I'm going to make your meals. What do you want? I wouldn't have an answer to the question or I'd probably give the same answer every single day. So I knew this is a task that I need to take off of my hands because I am completely 100% unqualified to do this job. And this is something, that sentence that I just said right there, this is something that you need to get comfortable using that phrase. And you should start using that phrase judiciously. That means use it as much as possible. Get very, very free and loose and open with using that phrase. Let me say the phrase again. I am 100% completely unqualified to do this job. Many of you are trying to force a square peg in a round hole, so to speak, and trying to see yourself as capable of doing a job that you clearly are not good at, that you clearly should not be doing, that you are not producing a high return investment, you are not producing a quality output from, Yet you keep trying to do it yourself. Stop doing this. It is better if you give that task over to another person, which means the cost of giving up some control, which I know is scary for some of you, or paying someone else to do it was the cost of giving up some money, which I know is also scary for some of you. But it is worth it because of the ROI you get on the back end and the time and space that you free up to focus on what you actually do well. And when you spend more time doing the things that you do well, whatever power or control or money that you gave up and given up the other thing that you're not good at, you will make more than that back in doing more of the stuff that you are good at. You understand how that works? 
So this is kind of like the chicken and the egg problem. You got to give up the egg first. So you can get the chicken. Uh, that makes sense. I don't know if I even use that the right way, but hopefully you get what I'm saying. So the whole point back to my story here, I started using meal delivery services and I still, again, get all my meals delivered. I don't shop for recipes or groceries from making meals. If I go to the grocery stores only to pick up produce, like fruits and vegetables and snacks and stuff like that, but not for meals. So this saves me time, of course. And aggregate, it saves me money. If you actually think about it, all the ingredients and things that you have to buy. And then also figuring out how much your time is worth. Because all the time that I would spend cooking, that's time that I'm not spending doing something that I'm actually good at. And cooking is not it. So it actually saves me money to hire a meal delivery service and it removes a bunch of decisions from my brain. So I don't have to make decisions about uh, what am I going to buy from the grocery store and what am I going to eat for dinner Monday through Friday this week? I never had to make that decision. So now I can save that brain power for doing something that I'm actually skilled at. Like, for example, this show, I'm better at recording this show than I am at deciding what groceries to get from the store for making meals. I can say that with full confidence. So you need to think the exact same way. 80-20-ing your activities. What are the 80% activities that only produce 20% ROI, meaning things that you're not good at that you shouldn't be doing? And then what's the other side? The 20% activities that produce 80% of ROI, those are the things that you are good at that you should be doing more of. And the easiest way to do more of them is not to make yourself work harder. It's just to eliminate the stuff that you shouldn't be doing. So now you have time that was being used, that was being misused, misallocated. Now you can allocate it towards something that you're actually good at. Does this make sense to everybody? Is everybody following me? Anybody got a question? <laughs> Text me if you have one. So this removes the decision from my brain. So I have more mental space to do things like I said, recording the show, serving clients at the highest level. Those are things I'm good at. Cooking is not one. Of them. So I have delegated that task to others. So what are some tasks that you find yourself doing on a day-to-day basis that you, number one, don't have the skill for? Number two, nobody will ever pay you to do them. And number three, Simply could have somebody else doing it more efficiently and or better than you. Anybody need that list again? Let me say the list one more time. What are some things you do every day or consistently that you, number one, you do not have the skill to do it, yet you keep doing it? Number two, nobody will ever pay you to do that thing, yet you keep doing it. Again, you're paying yourself to do it because your time is money. So every minute you spend doing something that you're not good at, you're paying yourself to do that. You understand? And number three, You could easily have another person do it, even if they're just as bad as you. They could do it more efficiently or better than you, or it could just save you time because your time is worth more than their time is. This is when you delegate and outsource. So answer those questions before you come up with any objections about why you either can't afford it. That's a common excuse. Or you don't know who could possibly do it. That's the next common excuse, because those are the usual excuses people use for not delegating or deleting tasks but they are not actual excuses there. It's just emotional reasonings that you're giving so that you don't have to change. Point number four, today's topic, once again, we are talking some time mastery tips. Number four, you gotta learn how to play defense. Play defense with your time. Defense wins championships, as they say in sports. This one means simply playing defense with your calendar and not allowing other people to utilize your time indiscriminately. This is why scheduling was the first point here today. If you don't have a schedule, and you don't know what you're doing with your own time, then it'd be easy for somebody else to just grab your time and put you on their agenda and basically use you to accomplish their agenda because you don't have a schedule. So you could just get used for their schedule. This is why you got to have a schedule. The more your day is scheduled and regimented, the easier it will be for you to truthfully tell a person, I'm not available. I'm not available for your coffee meeting. I'm not available for your phone call. 
I can take your call, but I only got five minutes because I got somewhere to be in five minutes because it's right there on your schedule. But if you don't have a schedule, then it's harder for you to do this, right? I mean, you can still do it and lie, but then you'd be lying. How about you just put it on the schedule so you'd be telling the truth? Isn't it easier? So the first question is, what is it that you want to get done? How do you need to get it done? And when do you need to get it done? So that's a three-part, one question in three parts. Three parts to one question. If you don't have a schedule and in place, then it'll be easy for others to use your calendar offensively. You get what I'm saying? They can offend you by using your calendar for their agenda items. So your first line of defense is to have a schedule. Your second line of defense is to use the word no and tell people that you are not available to adhere to their schedule. The way you can tell people no, again, by being truthful, is by having a calendar and a schedule in the first place. Will this require some balls on your part? Yes. But again, you're not lying if you actually have a schedule. See, it's one thing if you got to lie and you got to make it up. Another thing if you're just telling the truth because all you did was create a schedule. This also requires you actually have somewhere to be and have something to do, which refers back to that schedule that I already told you about. We already mentioned five times in today's episode and in my 25 hours course. Again, I will explain to you exactly how to do this. When you go to work on your game university.com and join the Bulletproof Mastermind, you will get access to that course. You should take it so that you can start using your time in a offensive way for you so that other people can't use it in an offensive way for them. All right. Because you can only be in one place at a time. Either you're working your plan or you're working somebody else's, but you can't do both. Let's recap today's class, which is time mastery tips. Again, these are all things that you can learn more and go deeper with in my 25 hours course, which is at Work on your game university. I'll tell you about that in a moment. Point number one, scheduling. This is the simplest, easiest, and most quickly accessible way to master your time. Everyone's familiar with the concept of calendars and watches and clocks and all that stuff. So create a schedule and treat your schedule with the same respect that when your boss or your parents or your coaches gave you a schedule, you respected that. Point number two, batching your tasks. If you have a lot to do of a particular thing, try to do as many of them at once as you can. So you're already in that zone. You're already in that mode. You already got all the equipment out, whatever it's going to be. Take care of all of them at the same time and try to take care of two things at the same time if you can. So for example, you're dropping something off at the post office, but there's also a target on the way. You need to go to target, go to target while you're on your trip to the post office, kill two birds with one stone. So you're not taking multiple trips to do two tasks that could be done at once. Point number three, delegate and delete. There are certain things you simply don't need to be doing and should not be doing, and you are doing yourself and the world a disservice by doing simply because you're not good at them. No one will ever pay you for them, and someone else could do it more efficiently or just as poorly as you, but for less money because your time is worth more than their time. So you need to figure out what those things are. Use the 80-20 principle and don't allow your emotions to condition you to keep doing things just because you've always been doing them. And point number four, play defense. This means simply using your calendar to play defense against other people trying to use you and your time, which is your life, for their purposes and using you for their schedule. That's why scheduling is the first point. If you don't have a schedule and don't know what you're doing with your own time, then it's easy for other people to use you to accomplish their agenda and they can use your calendar offensively. That's why you need to use your calendar defensively. So have a schedule and then you'll be able to tell people, hey, I'm not available because I got something to do. I got somewhere to be. I got something on my calendar. I got a previous appointment. Now, you won't be lying if you're actually using your calendar. Now, you could lie, but it's easier to not lie. Just look at your calendar and say, well, three o'clock. Nope, I got something to do. And that's it. That's the end of the conversation. It also requires you to, again, have some balls, but also requires you to have somewhere to be and something to do. That's why the schedule matters. All that said, my 25 hours course is available at workwhenyourgameuniversity.com where you join the Bulletproof Mastermind, where you'll also be in the mastermind with me. And every week I do a live call 
where we go straight into your biggest challenges. We want to know what your wins were from the last time we heard from you, your biggest challenge since the last time, and where do you need support? And usually those support areas, in my experience, when the people who work with me come from their mindset, strategies, accountability, and execution, usually one of those four. But if it's something outside of that, let's dig into it. That again is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Other thing you can do right now, everybody, is text me at 305-384-6894 so you get my daily motivation every single day, free of charge, straight to your phone. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.